When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, y'all, welcome back to Lockdown Universe, the home of the bizarre, peculiar, and unheard of stories of UFO legend and lore. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. As you can tell, we're getting back into it, getting back in the groove of things, pouring more of these podcasts out, and we're finding more and more very bizarre and peculiar stories. Um, this one is sure to delight. It's a uh, an event that happened in 1956, which many people, uh, especially in the U.S., don't know about. <clears throat> it's about Orlando Jorge, uh, for let me get his last name correct, Orlando Jorge Ferradi, F-E-R-R-A-U-D-I, Ferradi. Uh, and this took place in uh, Buenos Aires in 1965. However, there's some dis, disagreement. Some people say 65, some people say 56. So there's a little bit of disagreement there, but nonetheless, the story is interesting. Um, this occurred in Buenos Aires at 11.30 p.m. Now, everybody knows nothing good happens after midnight. Well, apparently, nothing, hap- nothing good happens before, <laughs> before midnight, too, apparently, on some occasions. So in this case, <clears throat> Mr. Ferrati was out fishing and was an avid fisherman. Um, decided to go out this evening, um, a late night. One, they say it was a cold night in August, but I mean I'm not from you know South America, so I'm not sure what it's like in August. But here in America, it's pretty hot. Um, August is like one of our hottest months, so. Um, they're saying it was a cold night in 56. Orlando was 18 at the time, and he was an avid fisherman. He, uh, his favorite spot was a remote area at the edge of Rio del Plata, which is on the northern shore of Buenos Aires. This story is very interesting, very, very interesting, because it includes a human-like alien. Not not a humanoid lizard, not a humanoid gray, but a humanoid human-like, very very human-like uh, alien. So at 11:30, Orlando was sitting on the shore with his fishing rod, and felt someone behind him. He thought it was a homeless individual coming to ask for some money or to rob him. However, what he saw was very shocking. He saw behind him a character who was similar to a human being but was much taller than Orlando. Uh, This individual was over six feet tall, uh, closer to seven, uh, dressed in a yellow-orange one-piece suit that gave off small sparks, guys. I'm getting um, catching fire Hunger Games feels off of this, where she had that suit that caught fire when they went into the uh, arena, right? Very cool stuff here. So, the suit ended in a hood that fell across the neck. 
The humanoid was very blonde, with cropped hair, very white skin, and athletic build, and amber eyes. They say this is the classic Adamski type alien. What I'm thinking of is those He-Man figurines, right? Back from the 80s. He-Man with the, kind of the bowl cut in the front, a little bit of hair in the back, super bulky, kind of one-piece suit. His didn't give off fire, but nonetheless, uh, very similar in my mind. So the being took Orlando by the arm and mentally conveyed, or telepathically conveyed, the thought that he should remain calm and not be afraid. He stated that no evil would befall him and that they had a long journey ahead. So at this point, Orlando knew that the entity wasn't from Earth. Uh, <clears throat> he stated that he lost his will, that it was impossible to refuse his commands, and at the time, the being took out a device from his suit that Orlando describes as a makeup compact, like a woman would have to do their makeup. Uh, the little device, uh, which would cause Orlando to feel faint whenever it was held out, issued a very intense light. And the experiencer then saw a vast dark shadow coming from the river. So Orlando saw some, something dark coming from the river, shaped like an inver inverted soup bowl, and measuring some 70 meters in diameter. So that's pretty big. That's pretty large. A ramp suddenly appeared from the craft, and another being, which looked similar to the first He-Man-like big being, helped Orlando walk across a narrow metal gangplank um, to get to the ship. So he was escorted by two beings and entered a small domed room without any straight edges. So this is very similar to a lot of other uh, abductees where they say they can't see any ridges, any signs of manufacturing, that these craft just look like they're, they're born into existence almost. Uh, he stated that the light appeared to emerge from the walls themselves. Again, very rep reminiscent of a lot of abductees. Orlando states that the air seemed luminous. The air itself seemed to be luminous. Also within this room was a small girl who identified herself as Elena, an 11-year-old girl. She told him that she had been taken by the UFO from her home in Villa Mercedes, which was in the province of St. Louis in Argentina, so not even in the same country. When, they, when she heard noises on the terrace, she thought something had happened to her cat, and the girl to told Orlando not to be afraid in the ship that no harm should come to him. So next, Orlando saw a tall blonde woman wearing a bodysuit, similar to those of her male counterparts, entering the room. Her hairstyle reminded Orlando of the Prince Valiant character, made famous by the comic strips and movies starring Robert Wagner, and her athletic build was also notable, so she was also buff, uh, and this crew woman led Elena out of the room presumably to another portion of the ship where she'd be examined. Subsequently, one of the beings told Orlando to take off his clothes, and uh, this startling experience um, was bereft of his will. He did not have any will. He obeyed the order, although he kept his underpants and socks on. The being then told him he must strip naked since the garments were contaminated, and could cause problems due to terrestrial bacteria and viruses. So he had to comply with the request. The being took the clothes and placed them in a bag, which was tossed into a device that was similar to a television set. Very interesting.
So upon closing it, the device became filled with a thick greenish smoke. Um, <clears throat> maybe to sanitize the clothes, we're unsure at this point. So according to the entity's explanation, uh, it was being sterilized and would be subsequently returned to him. Meanwhile, he was given a little outfit measuring no more than 30 centimeters long. I don't know how he even got that on. Um, a curious telepathic dialogue ensued with Orlando asking the being, how do I put this on? He then discovered a small hole on the upper part of the garment with, and was surprised to see it stretch and fit his body perfectly. Perfectly. Something 30 centimeters long? That's not even like two feet long. How, does, how, how would that fit somebody? But apparently it did. He told us that it was impossible to feel it and gave him the sensation of wearing shoes even though he had none on. The female entity returned with Elena dressed in a similar outfit. They were told telepathically that they would take a small trip, first underwater, through the Bay of San Borombon, south of Buenos Aires, to the coast of Uruguay, and would subsequently cross over to Africa from which they would go into space. This is really interesting. So they're saying they had to go underwater first, then go to Africa on the other side of the planet to go into outer space. So was there some sort of wormhole that allowed them to do this? It's very interesting. Let's check it out. Furthermore, they explained that this was to avoid detection and they were considered to be hostile. So that's interesting. They were to avoid detection and to be and be considered hostile. This stage of the story becomes very compelling as uh, the UFO would generate some sort of part particle field, employing electromagnetic energy for their maneuvers, both within the atmosphere and beyond it. With what could be called the bridge, were instruments and screens and windows in the entire perimeter. A minimum of nine beings, according to Orlando, operated the entirety of the ship. So it seems like it's the bridge of the Star Trek really being able to control an entire ship. At a given moment, they made him look at one of the screens, seeing that they were rising from the earth and leaving it behind. There was no sensation of movement. They were struck by the earth's blue color although the first human to officially see this lovely color was Yuri Gagarin, uh, they were also shown the moon, which Orlando described as a dull gray. Beyond the lunar orbit, they were asked to look at the sun, always through the screen, not directly at it. There is an interesting bit of information here as Orlando, uh, much like in, in another case to be mentioned, says the sun is black. How is that possible? Maybe inside, underneath the fire, it's black? Which would make sense if you set anything on fire, it's black, right, on the inside. Orlando stated, I remember asking him how this could be. Uh, Orlando insisted that the sun was dark from what they could see on the screen. The image had been uh, seen through a polarized filter kind of like how you have polarized sunglasses and you can see kind of different polarizations within uh, those lenses. 
um, and that certain wavelengths were filtered out. At that moment, the ETs told both of the humans that they were headed back to Earth, this time at a breathtaking speed as they watched it through the screen. They became frightened and feared that they would crash. The beings advised them that there was zero likelihood of such occurrence, thanks to the fields that they employed. In fact, the exact thoughts used to explain this were, Do not be concerned when we are near. We shall form a field with the earth, and it will not collide with us. So here, they would use the earth's magnetic field, inverting the polarity so that it would dampen the craft's inertia. So this is a concept that many scientists have held over the years involving UFO research. They penetrated the atmosphere and plunged into the Caribbean Sea. Seconds after doing so, they beheld some sort of transparent dome with several crafts. Uh, Orlando estimated that the structure covered some five or six hectares, a measurement used in Buenos Aires. Uh, when asked, the entities replied that this was a maintenance station. They entered a sort of tunnel and were told that they, are, they needed to be returned but must undergo a series of physical examinations. Uh, so they entered another room with two cots and strange instruments. The humans were given a thick beverage to drink, similar to the density of honey but flavorless, and some tablets described uh, by Orlando as small eggs of various colors. They were told that these would make, uh, make them sleepy and to not be concerned. Subsequently, they were placed on respective cots, which had a U-shaped, uh, a U-shape to them, and the lights matching the colors of the pills were taken. Orlando doesn't remember going to sleep at all, and they were wakened and taken to separate rooms, asked to dress in their normal clothes, and at that time, Orlando, who stated he was physically well, was told that work had to be done on his pineal gland, one of those glands that. Many people refer to us as having a sixth sense or telepathy um, or extra uh, phenomena uh, type abilities through. Orlando recalls the being's explanation perfectly. He states that you will be useful to us in the future because this gland is the only heritage of ours that remains here. The five races that populated this planet are not native to Earth. They are merely vestiges of civilizations from other worlds. Earth has been long known as the solar system's zoo, according to the alien. The current races have undergone genetic mutations through their own fault, but all that remains of what you were is the pineal gland. For that reason, we have reactivated this gland in both of you. And when we think about you, you will feel a sort of buzzing in your heads. The existence of a phenomenon com common to the all contactees needs to be noted here, the so-called adjustment signal. An intense buzzing is normally heard in the right ear, which heralds a telepathic message. So this is interesting. So what they're saying in this article is that this, this signal activates the pineal gland, in which case they receive a telepathic uh, message via the pineal gland. The symptom is common in, in uh, world case histories and Orlando was full of questions at this point. 
the beings agreed to show him the workings of the UFO. He says that he saw two decks, a command bridge, and various rooms in which they had been. A lower room where the motor uh, was located, which he describes as a circular um, motor with large coils and walkways in between them. These coils were operated and controlled uh, by creatures similar to the ones described, but dressed in blue overalls with a sort of transparent mask. The male, males and females were operated, uh, involved in these operations, and um, <clears throat> Orlando was given some information as to how the craft operated. He states that the craft glides along a force field using three energies, cosmic, solar, and magnetic. Cosmic energy, that's interesting. Solar we know about, magnetic we know about, but what is this cosmic energy they refer to? Well, the alien continues and he states that we can travel through space with all three or only one type of energy. Orlando also states that there was uh, a weapons demonstration. In this case, the small compact that had several uses also operated like a Swiss army knife through a porthole, he was shown a small cube-shaped object. The being pointed to the compact at the oh, he pointed the compact at the target, and it vanished. He was told that this was pure energy. When it finds it, its mark, it disintegrates it completely. Nothing's left, neither smoke nor odor. This weapon breaks down everything it touches. We want you to know this. Oh, we want you to know that this power shall be brought to bear against you, <clears throat> much to our regret, if you jeopardize interstellar harmony. So, that's very interesting. Is this a threat, or is this advice? Is this alien threatening humankind with this device, that they'll use it against us? Or is he stating that another alien civilization, or... Galactic Federation of Civilizations will use this against us if we jeopardize interstellar harmony. So this is interesting. Very, very interesting. So Orlando doesn't know how, but he woke up in the same place he was taken from, and it was now sunrise, and six hours were missing from his life. What happened to the lost time? What became of Elena? What is the mis the meaning of a symbol that he has in his mind? Apparently he has the symbol that he wrote down and jots down in this article. Um, and he states that uh, there's, there's so many more portions of the story that he feels he's forgotten. Um, but nonetheless, this story, uh, he feels, is 100% accurate and 100% happened. Well, Orlando's old now. Uh, he's over 70 um, and has never changed his story during this entire uh, entire time since 65, 56, whenever uh, it actually took place. Um, but there's so many fascinating portions of the story, so many questions I have. Uh, unfortunately, I'll never be able to ask him. But, uh, you know, what questions do you have about this story? This is one of the most fascinating abduction stories we have. Some of the interesting key points to review are um, that this individual was very human-like. Uh, the alien was very human-like, <clears throat> very muscular. Um, 
they also informed Orlando that we are, humans are, uh, vestiges of multiple civilizations on the planet Earth, that we've undergone many DNA um, adaptations and evolutions, um, that the only vestige left from our original uh, species is the pineal gland that needs to be activated. Um, many people believe that um, calcium um, uh, reduces the pineal gland's abilities, um, and so that causes some problems. And so um, that's that's kind of widely known in in a lot of our ufology uh, ufology circles. <clears throat> that the pineal gland kind of holds the secrets of the universe. Um, it's the third eye. So um, they also inform that they have a weapon that is capable of <laughs> disintegrating any enemy, that it could be used against us if we, you know, uh, go against universal harmony. What does that mean? How could we go against universal harmony? I'm not sure. Um, are they talking about our nuclear capabilities? Are they talking about some other type of capability? Not sure at this point. Um, we're not the government. We don't have the capability to disrupt universal harmony, um, but we might have the ability to help it uh, through our actions and our behaviors and our, our awakening. So it's very interesting that way. Um, what else did the aliens uh, give us? They gave us a tour of their craft. Um, they showed that they could launch away from Earth quickly, um, that they had bases in the ocean, which I want to do a podcast on next. Um, it's very fascinating that the oceans are pretty much inaccessible to us at, at deep levels. Um, so it's the perfect place for aliens to have bases on the planet, um, as well as bases in very remote areas like Antarctica. Um, so they revealed that. They revealed that they had a, a UFO uh, repair station. Um, and they revealed uh, a lot of other um, very interesting aspects to Orlando. And there was another uh, human that had been abducted from another country on board, an 11-year-old. You know, so it just goes to show you that they're not just abducting adults, they're abducting kids. And um, these guys were willing to talk to us. Other, you know abduction scenarios like the greys are very robotic and seem to have no care about our emotions just they tell us to be calm and let them do their thing and they let us go these humanoid like aliens are willing to give us a tour of the ship give us some information um, show us some of their technology um, and talk to us and it seems as though they're they're more uh, benevolent and kind so very fascinating story, very interesting. Um, I'm, I'm enjoying finding these new uh, stories. Again, I encourage you guys to not use Google. I encourage you to use DuckDuckGo um, <clears throat> as a search engine. Just type it in. You'll be able to find some better stories uh, much more easily. I hope you're having a great day, guys. Uh, it's summer. Get out there and get some fresh air. Um, Engage in the human experience. Engage in the beauty that we have while we have it. Um, and, you know, enjoy what it is to be human. I hope you're taking care of your physical health, your spiritual health, your emotional health. I hope you're taking care of your hobbies and your goals and your dreams and going after them. And I hope that um, 
you're continuing to question the universe around you. Because there's a lot of questions, and we don't have enough answers yet. So until next time, guys, take care, and Lockdown Universe out.